1: Conte, who is us now in at Tottenham, back in English football today.
2: Is that a Ramona? Brown uh, sauce. Yeah, gone. Busy drinks is gone. Yeah, I, I
0: Welcome into the Tottenham Depot. I am your host, Andrew. You can follow me at a Stetka. You can follow us at Tottenham Depot. It is a transfer ish pod for you today. We've got a fun crew to talk about uh, really a lot of stuff that may or may not happen. A lot of rumors, a lot of uh, a lot of wheelings and dealings happening. We'll start by throwing it out to the Todd father himself. He is at TC underscore for show. Todd, what's going on, my friend?
2: boys any day you get together and uh you get to talk spurs with your mates is uh it's a good fucking day we uh we've got some outgoing to discuss which is exciting that means more money in the coffers we've got some uh potential uh incomings to uh to discuss it's uh across the board a good day oh and by the way Dayon on continues to be an impact player for sweden three goals or assists in three games got some international stuff to discuss this week too Andrew.
0: I can't wait to hear, because I've been watching a very little bit of international soccer. Um, I know you guys have been watching a little more than I. Um, we've also got Scott with us at DSM Spurs on Twitter. Scotty, what's going on with you, man?
3: Everything's going on, man. This is a great time for me. I <laughs> This is the first episode we've recorded in my world, my season, my element, which is all things hypothetical. So I'm fucking ready to rock. Um, Job Chase ranking looks good happy sunday
0: happy sunday scott used to be for those who have followed us for a while scott used to be a cups only guy then he was a premier league only guy now he's just a transfer only guy he only only wants to talk transfers uh shuban is also with us he is at the real shuban Shubes, how are you man
1: i'm good it's really good to see you guys it's been a fair old while actually since i've been able to do this so it's good to see all of you guys and yeah let's do this
0: Let's do this. Uh, the big news of the week of course for Tottenham Hotspur is Cameron Carter Vickers uh, gone permanently gone gone for good to Celtic of course uh, that's that's what we're gonna I think we're gonna chop off about 25 minutes and just talk about the the, 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 the lifelong career of Cameron Carter Vickers at Spurs right Todd I mean that's 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 where we've got to start this right
2: This is a guy Andrew that has been nothing short of uh, of a defensive stalwart for uh, Tottenham Hotspur in his appearances with the club, uh, be them primarily in preseason. Uh, You know, someone who proudly lifted the Audi Cup with this team. Uh, You know, you you cannot, uh, uh, and and the uh, International Champions Cup uh, as well, over here in in the U.S., you you cannot understate the value of somebody uh, like Cameron Carter-Vickers to uh, Tottenham Hotspur on nights out uh when looking ferocious with the rest of his teammates in the club uh across the board uh we're gonna miss him cheers to you CCV.
0: yeah and on the same day that he got his permanent move to celtic he made i think it was his 10th appearance for the u.s men's national team in a in a what was that a nation's league match against uh granada or something scott yeah, he, i know you were you were in on that right you watched that
3: yeah yeah i did i i i had it on um I wasn't like watching intensely. I, I was like I don't think I don't think thing. Greg
0: Birdholzer was watching intently. No, no, honest. fair enough.
2: No, <laughs> no but I, his I, uh Billy Eilish Air Force 1s were clean. They were sick, <laughs> man. He's got
3: style. But no, work. um I'm happy for CCV and and obviously um uh Miles Robinson going down is a real big real real big oh, bummer but I think that's going to open the door for a guy like CCV to maybe make a return to, 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 to significant playing time. And you're going to see an opportunity for a John Anthony Brooks to, to, to maybe come back to you. And this is a Spurs pod. So I don't mean to bring up a non-Spurs player, but um, you know, it's going to open the door for people like Cameron Carter, especially to, to bring him back to Tottenham. Um, so I, I, uh, you know, it's a bummer, but I'm happy for him. And, um, I'm really happy about his move to Celtic too. I think that's about his level, and I think, as again, as a fan of the U.S. men's national team, somebody who's starting week in and week out in the Scottish Premier League is, is a really good bet. Um, but most importantly for Cameron Carter-Vickers, he's going to play football again. I think it's been it's been a long time since the kid made a professional appearance for his for his club, right? Uh, years, I think. So he'll have an opportunity to feel like he's part of something again because I can only imagine he's been going through feelings of being on the outside looking in for a while and that can't be great
0: well it's still only 24 too so you know yeah guy, yeah guy totally. can continue to the make a career play. ahead of him yeah. The whole career, and by the way, don't 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 be ashamed for talking international uh, and and non-Spurs players. When there's no non-Spurs, when there's no Spurs news, that's what we do. We we spent sure. uh, much of the pre-show talking about the merits of of Top Gun Maverick versus Jurassic World Dominion. So, um, th- this this could really go anywhere today. Um, I've been dreading uh, trying to program and 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 plan these these midsummer pods. Uh, before we get some actual Spurs news and um, Cameron Carter-Vickers is the news that we have this week the the actual definitive news um we'll we'll get into talking about the the news that may or may not be here very shortly but Shuban do you have anything uh, poignant or 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 noted to say about Cameron Carter-Vickers or or do you want to just move along
1: well, um, just about that because of him being playing for the USMNT national team i think you guys have seen more of him than i ever ever, ever saw of him in yes. my so I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't want to speak ill of the lad. He, dying, he, you know, he's obviously fond here, kind of thing. But um, well, I wish the lad all the best. Um, he's, you know, he's going to go to Celtic, uh, which means I, I, I don't know. It's interesting because I think Celtic could be in the Champions League because I don't, I don't yeah. think they have to play it by. So I think they're there yeah. automatically in the group stages. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if we play him in the next season. So who knows? Maybe the top will come pop again. Yeah, come. he was.
2: He was a big part, along with Joe Hart, Shuban in uh, yep. in their Scottish Premier League title last year, and I think they won like the I, like the
0: League Cup. I think they I, so. they. I think that's true. I think they yeah, they, they won whatever. Trophies. Yeah, I think that's 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 accurate. So uh Cameron Carter-Vickers we we hardly knew the um best of luck to him <laughs> Poor <laughs> one out for the homie <laughs> yeah i actually did see cameron carter-vickers the the one spurs game i've ever attended was a preseason friendly at the rose bowl a few years ago against yeah, barcelona, barcelona and cameron yeah. carter-vickers played in that so yes, the, the one spurs match i've ever seen live uh and in person well um, and, and the
2: week just, before that he was in he played against uh, roma in san diego
0: yes yeah he was yeah. he was a big part of that preseason or that was a world cup year so there weren't a lot of the regular uh, oh guys. that's right. There, there weren't a lot of the regular guys there that summer for that summer tour, but um he was one of them because he's, you know, wasn't obviously the US wasn't involved in the World Cup, so he was, he was able to partake. Um and he, he might not have even been involved in the US team if they were, so who knows. Yeah, and uh, I
3: think too real quick about CCV is it's worth at least giving him a shot. He was one of those first American players to really make a bit of an imprint in 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 a major league in the U.S. even when he was just coming up through the ranks of Tottenham, I think he was one of those first few guys to train day in and day out at a really, really reputable club, right? And it, it just yeah, kind of went weird Yenlin. for him. It was, yeah. And I think I honestly think that might have been his downfall. I think if he wouldn't have been at Spurs throughout those years, you we would see him as a mainstay for the national team right now. I just don't think he was playing enough, right? So anyways uh we we can leave it at that, but shout out to him because he was he was a pioneer of, of kind of this this whole deal that we're seeing right now.
0: Kind of paved the way for players like Pulisic and McKinney and Dest. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of a lot of the guys oh. that we've seen go over to Europe. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd.
2: No, it's we'll we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it. You just you just perked my ears up a little bit. That's
0: I know nice. I did. I know I did. <laughs> well, let's 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 get into it because you guys know that I resist transfer talk when there's not actual news to talk about and that's why i jokingly started this podcast by talking about cameron carter vickers because obviously cameron carter vickers has not been a, a player that's been involved at spurs for for many years he's been out on on multiple multiple loans but now that he finally gets a permanent move away there's i guess something notable to talk about and we've spent i guess the first six minutes of the pod talking about it but let's talk about the guys that aren't aren't at Spurs and I just, I did just bring up a name that has been long rumored and um, watched a little bit of, of Alistair Gold's YouTube video that he posted today. And, and he brought this name up, but Todd, I just said his name, Weston McKinney. I mean, th- there's, there's one um, we can, we can throw out a number of other names out here. There's, there's a number we'll of them that have, that have come out this week, but where do you want to start in the, the rumor mill? And I'm going to let, let you guys, you know, you Scott and Shuban kind of, yeah, just a doesn't really want Shuban's on my camp on this. Shubon doesn't really <laughs> want in, but but I'm gonna at least let you and Scott kind of bat around some names and sure talk about talk Scott, about some hopes and dreams with me, guys.
2: Scott, I'll give you I'll get we'll go back and forth here. I'll start. Let's go with Weston. I think he's the perfect fit in a Conte system. I think we've been rumored with him for years for a reason. I think the Tottenham Hotspur is the absolute perfect next move for a guy like Weston McKinney if he's looking to build his global brand. He's already won trophies with Bentoncourt and Kulisevsky. It just makes perfect sense. I don't disagree with anything you said. And the
3: biggest thing, and and I'll get to all that, but the biggest thing about McKinney for me, and I think this is something that if you don't watch him a ton, which I've seen a lot of Spurs fans on Twitter asking, tell me more about McKinney to American fans, right? And McKinney is an absolute fucking shithouser, and he pisses the other team off minute in minute out of every single match that he's in like he's that guy that when there's a bust up uh, you know in an international match you'll see him like like pinch somebody the back of their leg like in Uh a pile up and shit he just pisses people off right Uh we need that at Tottenham absolutely um and most importantly you know I I say I've said most importantly twice now the the on-field tactic stuff is most important and he he fits in to what I would call like the secondary Bentaker position really well, because I think you're going to see skip and eight share a lot of minutes yep. and we need a like for like with Bentaker and McKinney's just that, right? He'll, he'll break the lines with his passing. The dude works super hard. Um and again he's just he's a he's borderline arrogant and
2: and and I love that about him. Uh, he's he's a hundred percent American, which I love about him yeah, as well. No doubt. And uh, what I also appreciate about him is he can head the ball into the fucking net, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen a lot at Tottenham Hotspur unless it's by Harry Kane. And so the fact that we're bringing in somebody that's legitimately quality in the air would be a, a, a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned.
0: So I think the thing that I like the most about McKinney is actually, and this is something that I bring up with a lot of different players. It's something that I brought up uh, when we talked about uh, Ivan Perisic, uh last week. I like his positional flexibility. I think that he can yeah. play in multiple roles in a midfield for a club. I think he can play higher up the pitch, like you said, in a role where he's going to be scoring goals, kind of in more of that, not a traditional central attacking midfielder, like we would think of with Christian Eriksen, but, but kind of in that role. Um, and I also think that he can play in a deeper role as well, in a more defensive role. And he can play the in between. He can play kind of that box to box. I've I've seen that out of him pretty much throughout his career. The things that I don't like about Weston McKinney are mostly all off the field stuff. Um, they are, I, look, I don't I don't know the guy from Adam, but they're they're mostly what we've heard about in terms of attitude stuff, in terms of discipline stuff, all off the field stuff. There's nothing on the field that I dislike about Weston McKinney and the idea of him. It's all, it all comes off the field for me.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend the guy's character uh, because I don't know. him. Um, He hasn't played for my club. Uh, What I've seen of him, uh, in interviews with the national team, um, I would say that he comes off as kind of bored. He, he and and Polisic sounds like they sat next to each other in their media classes because they fucking sat next to each other in their media classes, uh, and so it sounds exactly like Polisic to me.
0: Um, which, which it, by the way, is not a good thing. Not, I'm not saying that it is. No, uh, I know. I'm 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 just clarifying. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: But uh, yeah, no. But at the end of the day um what i would say about weston mckinney is he improves our football club and i think that the majority of his questionable antics um one were when he was either a significantly younger or B during the pandemic where we all did wild shit so um you know that's where we are scott who's next
3: i mean i think the most relevant link to talk about is for charleston because it seems like it has the heaviest legs at the moment of anything (laughs) we're seeing um I know I know you and I fall on maybe different sides of this so that's a good thing. Um mm-hmm. I'm all for it, man. I mean, I think I I'm I'm a firm believer that it's not my fucking money, so I literally don't care how much we pay for players. It does not matter to me, and I'm not going to sit here and like argue over 10 million hypothetical dollars that are not mine. Like it does not fucking matter. If the club thinks they can afford it, then buy the player and that's how big clubs act but ultimately Richarlson can play anywhere across our front three very effectively. He scored fifteen goals last season, or at least was involved in fifteen. Don't quote me on the fifteen goals, but he was involved in fifteen goals in the fucking Premier League. And he showed at the end of the season that he's got some fucking you know, nerves of steel. So I just I don't understand why we wouldn't be interested in a guy like him because I've said over and over, if you find a way to get Sonny up top, you've secured your cane backup and Richarlison does that amongst many other things that we need right now. So again, uh, what we're going to come down to is the fee. And again, it's not my fucking money. Like I don't give a shit.
2: Um, I don't, you know, I, I, struggle to, to borrow a line from somebody who sat behind a microphone before, uh, I call him pig vomit cause he looks like a pig and he makes you want to vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I'm not a Richarlison guy at all. I, I think that he cries a lot. He, he reminds me very much of, um, uh Saka or I'm sorry uh, Zaha at uh at Crystal Palace in terms of every time he hits the deck he's turning around chirping at a referee instead of getting back and doing the things that he needs to do I've seen too many times um with Charleston open in front of the net against Spurs and flub a clear chance And I just if we're going to purchase somebody, especially for that dollar amount, and it's not my money, Scott, but I am a value guy. And when I watch my club spend 30 million dollars on Musa Soko, uh, you know, it it makes me question things. Uh, That's a shock. Uh, But what I will say is that in no world would I ever want uh, 150 million of that 150 million war chest to be spent on a backup striker who's essentially going to give me. 10 goals and five assists. If I'm lucky,
3: but we say backup striker, but we don't have any depth across the front of our attack like none. We have, I mean, I mean, we we, we technically
2: still have Stevie Bergwine as we're having a conversation,
3: right? And we'll get to
2: that, but but we will. I'm not saying that we don't need to bring in depth there, I'm not saying that he doesn't have flexibility, which he absolutely does. But what I will say is that it's not fucking good enough for for me to want to spend I'd 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 rather uh spend on uh to be honest George with you Kevin and Kudu? uh you know it's listen we're we're unnecessary w- winger fc I, you know I've banged on about that for a minute but you know I'd rather I'd rather spend listen I'd rather spend that money on Gabriel Jesus if we're actually going to spend that money on a, on a proven premier league striker I'd rather spend that money on on fucking uh, John McGinn or somebody that's actually going to improve us in the buildup, and then try to bring in somebody like you know rely on some of our younger guys that we have for depth in, in those spots. Andrew,
0: before we get into the backup thing, because I want to talk about that too. I want to bring Shuban in because Shuban. I know that you'll have an opinion on Richarlison at, at, and and his either fit or non fit at Spurs.
1: It's a tough one, really, with Richarlison because. Let's say, let's go back two years when Liverpool bought, I think, was it Jota for 35 million or something? And everyone thought, oh my God, what are they doing? And Jota has really gone on to another level. And we talk about Conte and how good he is and how much he can have at I'm not saying I won Richarlison, I'm not saying I don't. What I'm saying is, if Paris Paratici, or Paris, I'm sorry, i saying that wrong again, I'm really sorry, has looked at a guy, he probably has consulted Conte and we have, like, lists of targets. I thought, was it five or ten targets for whichever position we look at? So I think Richardson's name will be in the mix. He is in the Brazil squad ahead of Lucas for, and for, for, for a reason. You know, he is a talented player. Yes, does he go down quite easily? Yes. How him and Romero will get on will be quite interesting, I guess. Even That's, the beast. <laughs> That's the so other piece. That's the other
2: piece. Romero fucking hates that guy.
1: No, no, I think it's this whole Brazil, Argentina. They just look to kick each other whenever possible, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. no, no. They mm-hmm. have
2: history Shubes. There's like, I've watched like a four and a half minute video of the history between Romero and Richarlison. and they fucking hate each other.
1: Well, do you know what, then? Do you know what? You know what? As, as per your, I don't know, Senate hearings, I'm going to give my time to you then. You told me, man. <laughs> well, listen. listen yeah. There's a,
2: There's a reason why the first time that those two played each other, Romero took a clear shot at that guy. A clear fucking shot. There's I think.
0: I think there's a little bit of a difference when you're wearing a, a Brazil kit and on the same pitch as an Argentinian kit versus if you're both wearing a Spurs kit. I, I think there. I think. I think a lot of uh, fences can be mended there if, if if that's happening. Here's what I'll say though about the 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 backup striker thing, which I feel like is, is something that we've been talking about for far too long. I think there's a reason that we've been saying it for far too long is because it's a very, very complicated problem when you have not only Harry Kane, but also human son uh, in this team. And now you've got Dayon Kulosevsky as, as part of that front three Liverpool are, are kind of the example as to what teams would want. And listen, listen, um, you, you, there's been a lot of talk this this week about them having a, a front five, really, because they've got five players essentially for three spots. Would would in an ideal world you like to have that for Spurs? Sure. But you've also got to have buy-in from those players. And and Diego Jota is is the perfect example. And I'm glad that you bring him up, Shuban, because there's the example of a guy who is at a level but can also thrive at a place like Liverpool because he's not he's not a bang on starter every week. He's gonna get his fair share of starts but he's not a bang on starter every week. Finding that sweet spot of that type of player is so damn difficult. And I'm not a hundred percent sure that Richarlison is, I think he's above that level. I think he, maybe he's not, maybe I'm he's wrong. Not.
3: No, 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 you beat me to it because the, the biggest thing that I want to point out here is he is the exact sweet spot you're referring to. He has a couple of choices here. Like he can battle relegation again or, you know, finish probably 10th or something, right? Everton doesn't have a high ceiling right now. City ain't buying him. Liverpool ain't buying him. Chelsea ain't buying him. Like right now, coming to Spurs and being the fourth or fifth attacker in the Champions League setup, like it's a great place for him to be. And he's got a World Cup coming up. Like, sure. You could you could argue that Everton is going to give him more minutes, but like he's going to come train at a very high level under Antonio Conte. It's a very attractive move. I I just I feel like he is exactly that sweet spot. And if we like we could play the game of like what's just below his level, you know, to your reference of him being a little too 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 above that level. Right. Like and I don't know if there's anybody worth a damn that I even want to talk about.
2: Well, so, I mean, let's but, have a Gabriel Jesus conversation then.
3: But he, well, he but can before easily before, be argued as above that level.
0: I'm we saying, have a, they're valued on, at the though. same amount. Hold on, though. Before we have a Gabriel Jesus conversation, I think there's an important point we need to go back to on Richarlison. Because of of all the things you just said, Scott, you're talking about the fact that he can either settle and play for Everton and play for 10th place at best and not have Champions League football. City's not coming in for him. Liverpool's not coming in for him, obviously. None of these other big clubs are coming in for him. He wants to play Champions League football. So what I'm hearing is there's a lot of incentive for the player to leave, but there's not a lot of market for the player other than perhaps a team for Spurs. To that end, I say, why would Spurs go out and pay more than 50 million pounds for a player who doesn't have that kind of market? If, if, if all these teams were chomping at the bit to get him, I could say, sure, you've got to pay a little bit of an extra premium. And I get your point about, it's not my money. That's, that's fair. And I'm kind of in that camp as well, but why pay a premium for a player who, who doesn't have a bunch of teams knocking down his door? If you don't have to, why not wait until later in the summer, even but, for that price to come down around 30 million pounds.
3: But we, we, here's two things to that really quick. One there is there is nothing else that the club can do other than go for that type of player who's just short of city and liverpool and two to your second point waiting like i'm fucking done waiting for and saying oh we can sit tight for a little Uh, bit i'm i'm with you dude that is what has killed us for the last decade right spend the money on on charleston he just got involved in 15 goals last season in the fucking premier league like just get him
0: in. I hear your point on that, Scott, but I think there's also something to paying a premium for Premier League players when I bet you, you could find a Richarlison or maybe half a step below Richarlison level player outside of England. But for, then for, they for have for to assimilate the to people. the English
3: Premier League. Like nah, just pay the, pay, pay, pay the fee for somebody who's ready to play in this league. I don't fucking care. We need to win. I would Andrew. love. Shuban, go ahead.
1: So Andrew, you mentioned the Ali Gold um, interview in the uh, video. And one of the things that, just tying with what Scotty said, they've hired a new coach and no, no, sorry, a new scout. Sorry,
0: yeah. His
1: remit is to look at players within the British Isles, because one of the things I mean, is is that a the homegrown contingent, but there is value here, you know, within the British Isles, and I think we we, we need to address that because we are not doing that. We are going to. I mean, one of the things I'm glad we brought forward Forster is that we haven't got um as a foreign goalkeeper and i'm nothing, nothing as foreign goalkeepers it's just that we're not you we, we're just using a spot which i think would be better utilized and for an outfield player rather than a goalkeeper in that non-homegrown sector. and i 100 agree with that and i just think for me just going going on with what say Scotty said you know it sounds about you know we yes we can look at um how much required richarlison he's got premier league experience He's still quite young. I don't know how young he actually is. He's actually quite, it's like 23, 24. He's actually, it's he's, he's, he's like, he's like. you feel like he's been around forever. And maybe he could go from being uh, at Everton to going to a much higher level with us. But uh, I just think we just some more, I think, I just think there are more eyes in the fire. But like I said, the strategy and uh, Conte, I mean, one of the things that, going to look at what Liverpool have done, they've signed New Years. Not based on the fact that they played against him, and they've said, "Oh, we should have played against him. This is player we should sign," or blah 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 blah. We've played many times against Richarlison and maybe the players have been spoken to him and said, "You know, what do you think about that way? <clears throat> How did he give you a hard time?" You know, and um, going, you know, going from there.
0: No, I, I, I totally hear you. I think that there's I just think that there's a premium to be paid for Premier League players and maybe there's a reason for that, like like you say, because you 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 know, you're getting a guy that doesn't need to bet in. But I, I don't know, Todd. For me, the, the the dollar amount isn't there for a player like Richarlison. And I, I don't know that like I said, there's there's just a weird element with this whole backup striker role. And I know it's more than than just a number nine. It's more than just a backup number nine. It's a guy who can play in all three positions up top. Um, which I so think listen. Is- if
2: we're gonna spend that money, Andrew, and this is this is my whole point. If we're gonna spend that money, why not buy fucking Gabriel you, Jesus? You, you
0: want you want Jesus, and I don't. I don't really fully disagree with that. I and think the reason do. why
2: it's thirteen goals and twelve assists in all competitions, Andrew, and that includes the Champions League. This guy's a proven four goals and an assist in the Champions League. This guy's a, this guy is a proven commodity. I think. And I think the coming fucks down the road want him, and yeah. so let's get him instead.
0: I think the difference there is can you can you convince a guy like that to obviously he's not he's he's surplus to requirements as they say at City can you convince a guy like that to come to Spurs and and what is an you know we talk about Richarlison taking a step up that's mm-hmm. obviously a step down for for for, for Gabriel Why reason. would
2: you say why would you say that when you look at our record against them when you well, look at the course of where each you're of talking us about a head, to head record. years
0: you're talking about a head head-to-head record versus a team that has won the last two Premier Leagues
2: Well, listen, it's a step down for him in terms of cachet of recent success. I'm not going to disagree with that. But it's not a step down in the terms of um, the fact that he's going to get to play with a coach that is top class. He's going to get to play with teammates that are top class. He's going to get to play in a stadium and, and train in facilities that are both top class. He's going to get all the same things that he's currently getting in City. And he's going to get to prove himself to a different fan base that actually gives a fuck about him
0: here here's the other thing that I think that we need to, this is something that I'm going to say, and it's going to, it's going to cause a lot of people to take pause, but we're also talking about a situation here where a player has to come and know that they are not getting on the pitch in the center of the pitch in the, in, in the striker role, unless Harry Kane's wheels have fallen off, which there's a lot that can be said about the fact that he didn't get hurt this past season. And Granted, got off to a really slow start with everything that happened last summer, but I, I have fears and doubts in the back of my mind about his longevity and health going forward, especially if he's going to continue to play the amount of games. And obviously there's a world cup in the middle of the season this summer. So you've got to but you've just got to know that if you're coming here as a quote unquote fourth player in fourth player for three spots, which is what Richarlison or Jesus or any of these guys would be doing. You've got to know that you're you're not going to see the pitch unless, you know, one of Kane or Son or Hurt, at may, maybe at times both, because, you know, there's other options out there. I mean, hell, Antonio Conte proved at the tail end of last season that he still likes Lucas Moore a lot. And if Lucas Moore sticks around into next season, he's going to get his playing time as well. So I, I think there's something that just needs to be recognized about the fact that Harry Kane ain't leaving anytime soon. And. The hair the, the quote unquote Harry Kane's backup problem is I think gonna continue to be a problem no matter who they might sign.
2: Well, I mean I think when you actually have somebody like a Gabriel Jesus that you can bring off the bench, especially like a let's say like 60 minutes and you see a little, you see a little fluctuation of where Kane drops back into that 10 spot. And now you've got Kane and son and Gabriel Jesus on the same pitch. And that changes things entirely. Like now, how potent is that? I guess my question,
0: I guess my question becomes does signing a player like Richarlison or Jesus, or again, someone else of that, of that ilk, does that lead to Harry Kane seeing less playing time?
2: I mean, it can if they need him to, but we're also in legitimately in in four competitions that matter next year. And so, we're going to need somebody to take up that time. We're going to need someone Harry Kane cannot play 60 games for us next year, Andrew. And and us expect that everything's going to be okay.
1: So the problem we've always had is that Harry Kane is not only on our best number nine; he's also our best number ten. However, we can a certain Dane from Brentford. You know, he, he is no longer our best number ten anymore. And guess yeah. what? We can then rest Harry Kane. And I don't—I'm not a big fan of three-five-two, but I think if anyone can make it work, it is Conte. I think he—he he used it at Inter. I think I'm not sure. TC will know better than I will about this. But that's how he used him. He didn't really use Ericsson as a traditional number 10. He played him more as that's more of attacking of the three midfielders. And um, yeah, I think that works. Obviously, I may have jumped the, the rosary a little bit. So my apologies for that, Andrew, in terms of the Ericsson talk.
0: No, but, let's, I mean, let's, t- hell, let's talk about that because I th- do think that that's another piece to this whole summer puzzle that, that is a big mystery. And I know it's something that's really going to excite Todd and, you know, <laughs> Like, You're talking you know,
2: about a Hotspur summer right now?
0: Yeah, the Hotspur summer. That 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 this this puzzle that we're piecing together in the Christian Erickson part of it, where there's there's word today, Sunday, uh, the 12th of June, that he's not going back to Brentford. Now I don't know how how real that is. It's allegedly. It's alleged, but. He allegedly also wants to, would prefer to stay in London. I don't think that that means that he's going to to Fulham or to Chelsea or to Arsenal. <laughs> I think that means he's going to either play at Brentford or play at Spurs or, you know, we'll see.
2: Well, he's somebody else that like. Yeah, he's 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 a perfect fit for us. He's somebody else that you know is is he's he's my guy. Like, yeah, I love Christian Eriksen and. and uh, you know, I've, I've said before on this podcast, if he comes home, there's a chance I'll shed a tear. And that's the truth. I mean, I thought literally a year ago today, I thought he died on the field. My children cried. Like, having the opportunity to see him play football in that number 23 for us again. Yeah, I get emotional. Um, when he comes home, it will give us the opportunity to break down those teams and sit in a low block. It will make us a more complete football club. He won't have to play every minute of every match, but he can if we need him to. The 3-5-2 becomes an option if Conte wants to play that. Um, he gives us a different dynamic than what we have right now, and I think that it's something that complete football teams have that dynamic when you need it. City gets the opportunity to bring fucking Mares off the bench, right? Um uh, Chelsea gets the opportunity to bring fucking ZH off the bench. Somebody that can bury a nasty free kick or cross you up left footed or put a beautiful cross into a box. Erickson does that for us.
0: I've been more convinced on Erickson in the, in the last few weeks talking to talking to folks like Utah and, and, and Dakota and Scott and, and, and some of the others who, who are, who are all in on him because of the, I, th- I guess limited role that Spurs could give him, but, but could expand it as needed. And I, I have to be honest, the thing that, that I think convinced me the most is talking about, you know, obviously they Spurs will not, unless it's in a cup, have to go to, to turf more next season, but, um, but it's playing those types of teams. It's, it's playing the, the teams that are going to sit back and play a low block and having to break those teams down and knowing that Spurs have had, problems with that over the last handful of seasons um in the absence of christian erickson and knowing that a player like him could come in and could give them just a you know whatever whatever the word is that the the key to unlock that defense um I, I think that that would be really cool to have i think that it's and it's no shot to players like benton core or or hoibier but those are not the guys that that you want you know, picking passes, um, in the middle of the pitch you and, and, and you're then not going to also have to rely on Harry Kane dropping deep in order to play that number 10 role. You can have him more in a, in a, in a finishing role up top. So I guess that is, that has convinced me a little bit more. I don't really particularly want to see Spurs running out a three, five, two with Christian Erickson playing in the midfield against, you know, Liverpool or city um next season i I don't really think that's advisable but um i i kind of do like the idea of having another option in that midfield to be a little bit more on the offensive end of things Shuban, what how does that sound to you
1: um so definitely i think um you i think because one thing that does worry me a little bit is that the, obviously, if I'm Christian Eriksson, this is his second or first World Cup, so a lot of it is out of him being fit for that World Cup as well. So, is it a second World Cup? I think it's <laughs> just giving the, giving the image. No, right. I,
2: be- I believe it's his third. He j- he joined Denmark, he was like one of the youngest ever to join Denmark in like 2000, I don't know, 10 or something.
1: Uh, like that. What I'm saying is, though, this is like a player that we thought was literally dead a year ago, yeah, and it was and literally he's now got this chance. So, I think it works really well. I think I think Eriksson is probably the ultimate no brainer. Years I think uh, towards the end I think we all saw Amazon at all or nothing. He just didn't want to be there. And it just you know, and I think he needed a change. But he then had a huge change forced upon him. And I think that changes you how you see life, how you see everything. And for me, it's if if a deal can be done and if Conte is happy, I mean obviously because the levels of fitness, I don't know how much running he does for Brentford versus how much running he'll have to do in training for yeah, for for Conte, and whether his heart will take up because I think, I, I, obviously they do an incredible amount of medical tests and all that kind of stuff, so they they'll look at that ridiculous amount. But yeah, sure. I mean, if he, if he can do it and if he wants to do it, then I don't why not.
0: I I think the Ericsson signing to this point feels it, it feels like one of those things that could happen as soon as this week, and it could happen later in the summer. And either way, I'm almost all of it feels a little bit more like icing on the cake to me. It almost feels like if that happens, great. And if it doesn't, we'll figure it out from there. Um, Scott, no, go ahead, Todd.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, well, then let's talk about a few more relevant folks that can potentially impact this starting 11.
0: Before we do that, I want to get Scott's thoughts on Erickson because I know that, Uh, you know, Scotty, Scotty was having some internet problems a second ago, but we've been talking Christian Erickson. Just give us your, your rundown on, on, on the Dane.
3: Yeah, I mean I think the obviously I'm gonna do my best to remove all bias and you know everything that comes from his time at Tottenham, but I just don't see how there's any any way this doesn't happen. I think now that we know he's not gonna sign for Brentford, um, you know, that adds fuel to the fire. But ultimately
0: allegedly, we know, we've said, but yes. <laughs> allegedly,
3: sure, sure. Whatever. He wants to be in London. Um, he wants to play in the Champions League. He's thrived in a Conte system, albeit it took time for him to get there, right? It took him about half a season to figure it out, but he was a big part of Conte's title. He won the – he scored the title winning goal, actually. But um, And ultimately, we need somebody to spread the field that's not Harry Kane. So I, do, I just – I don't see how this doesn't happen. I don't see how signing him on a free isn't the most obvious thing towards the betterment and the progression of our football club under Conte. We we know he's going to be okay. Not starting every game, he's going to have to be. His health probably depends on that. Eventually, you know, being part of his, his 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 uh his duties, for lack of a better term, as a professional soccer player. So it's just the stars align. I can't think of a single reason why you wouldn't sign Christian Erickson. Um, yeah. Welcome back Cut. to Spurs.
0: Todd Todd where do you want to go next I think that um, there's only one player one more player I had on my list but I'm sure you have more that you you want to discuss
2: I do uh, but I, I think that we should start at uh, at Jed Spence I that's think, that's he's that's the one I was yeah, yeah that's right down the middle um I think that he's somebody that when you're talking about how does Conte make some make, make players better I, I think that Jed Spence is going to be like who this player is now walking into the team. Um, versus who this player is 12 months from now, I, I think it's going to be an incredible value uh, of about 20 million euro. Um, and, and I think he's he's probably going to be valued at twice that by the end of next season with Conte.
0: Scott, you want to give us anything on Jed Spence?
2: Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm not going to
3: beat her on the bush here. I don't know a ton on this kid. Um, I've never really watched him play, but I know that he was in the team of the season in the championship, and I know that he's – highly regarded and sought after and we need a good wing back and i don't i have no concerns with somebody being able to make that jump if conte and and the the staff feel that he's the right fit um the championship is a is a high level of football so i think if all we're looking for is is a wing back who can come in and make an immediate impact to the attack um he excites me and yeah Get him in, right? I'm just curious as to who, who moves on when we bring him in, right? And maybe that's a rabbit hole we aren't going to go down yet, or maybe we are. But well,
0: I think I think the answer to that question is probably Ryan. Or uh, sorry, not Ryan Sassanian, uh is probably um, uh, Sergio Regian. I, I, th- I think that there's been rumors that he is is moving on. I just want to before we even move on to that part of the conversation, though, I want to distill for you guys for a second why the transfer season for me is just something that makes my skin crawl. Uh, if you Google Jed Spence's name uh, and, and, and scroll down about, you know, just a, just a couple clicks on your, on your old uh, trusty uh, computer device. Um, the top four headlines for the name Jed Spence all read as follows. I'm going to, I'm going to read these to you guys. Ready? Uh, from the guardian Tottenham agreed to, to deal to buy Jed Spence from Middlesbrough. Oh, okay. Wonderful. They agreed to a deal. Uh, the next one is, um, Football. London. Tottenham handed Jed Spence transfer boost among expected decision. So little little less um little less poignant there and a little less directed. Uh the next one report Tottenham aren't actually close to landing unbelievable 20 million pound man Jed Spence. Okay. Aren't actually close. And then the next one says, <coughs> virtually done. Journalist shares message about player Tottenham want. And that's referring obviously to Jed Spence. So let's let's just talk about the fact that. No one fucking knows. Uh, Everyone had the rumor the other day that this was virtually done. And then Alistair Gold, who I think most Spurs fans would, would trust more than anyone, perhaps. And when it comes to, to news and and actual information about Spurs, Um, he said uh, on, on his YouTube video that this thing was, was not done and not, not as close as people think, but that obviously there's still interest. So I just think that that's a, a real crystallization as to, you know, what we're looking at when it comes to Jed Spence.
1: Well, it's like, the the thing is, on News Now, which I don't know what it feels like you use, there'll be four links based upon what Alistair Gold said in an interview. They'll say, like, top journalist says this about Jed Spence, and there'll be a lot of Mm rebuttals. It's just, it's just, it's just like, do you know when you buy into, like, being a fan of something? It's not just a case of just enjoying the sport. You buy into all the crap that goes on around it and that includes chance speculation and we, you know, it's almost, like Scotty, I think this is his new thing apparently, but you know, it's almost buy into it but like I said, I, I mean, I'll one thing I found interesting, just J- J- Spence, I don't know a lot of Spurs fans that have seen him, I think, I probably would have seen him for the first time when Arsenal played Forest in the Cup and you know, they knocked them out and obviously we, we, we laughed about it until, them, until Middlesbrough knocked us out so see how that goes but, I remember them then saying a lot of people like watching him in the in the championship uh, playoff, and they're like, "Oh, I of these guys scored all, all I'm like, "You've seen him in one match, It's one one match, and you're going to yeah. base your entire sample on this one match? It's ridiculous, you know." And here's the thing: it's like um, if you look at say a player final, it isn't about who plays well; it's just about getting over the line. However, you get over the line, you get over the line, and yet all these people. I think Andrew, you'd call them some proper potatoes or something. I don't know, some some <laughs> or something.
0: There are a lot of potatoes on the internet. Yes,
1: it's just it's just ridiculous. I think, look, um, I I, like I said I I've, I've seen a little bit of Jed Spence for U twenty ones. I have no problem with him doing a step up. We saw um, Skippy, what was it two years ago now, go to go Nor- go to, go to Norfolk, play for Norris City, had a very good season with them, got promoted, and he became. Oh, you know, not you know, one of the, not the first name of the team sheet, but one of those players that you know ahead of Harry Winks on that team sheet. Um, Jed Spence has played, God knows how many games in the championship, and not and not just the games, also the playoffs as well. So you know how he translates, we don't know. Yeah, you know, we're we're going to spend a fair bit of money on him because there's a lot of people interested in him right now, and obviously he'll have um, you know is it the Conte um, was it the I have no idea the training camp apparently that they're there to go through it, and it's interesting because I don't know if you guys seen the all or nothing thing on, about Juventus on Amazon. Have you guys seen that at all?
0: I've seen parts of it, not not the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a bit where basically they they all these players, all the Juventus players are complaining about the preseason about all that they, what they're going through, and like Pirlo is going like, do you know what we went for the Conte? <laughs> so I'm just thinking, oh my god, you know what I mean, I think Conte will use this preseason to make all the players fit. What he wants to do to really evaluate them. And, you know, one of the reasons that he you know, he see he may have held out against joining Spurs is he wants to go to a club that's going to he wants to play Premier League and hopefully Champions League football. And he might get a better chance of that, at, say someone like Dortmund. Because obviously they've done very well in terms of bringing players in. Obviously sure. Jude Bellingham, they brought in, you know, was it two years ago now, I think it was. So, and obviously, you know, having another English speaker I think Todd's, you know, very much going somewhere to where you have English speakers. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just about, you know, like, I don't know. Like I said, I personally, I don't really get into it so much. I mean, I'll, I'll discuss the merits or demerits of doing something on this player or that player. But do I get excited about, how, oh, well, we're in the finals ages? No. It's only until I see him on the official site with a Spurs scarf, doing, doing literally, yes, doing the Andrews, doing like, holding the, these are my potatoes. I, I am potato farming for Tottenham.
0: We don't need him to show his potatoes in the... In the <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different type of photo. Todd, oh, who, where else do you want to go? Jed Spence is obviously out there. Um, are, I got there
2: the last I got, I got the last one that I have Good. to bring up. I love that. It's Bestoni. It's not done yet, boys. <laughs> Bestoni's coming to Tottenham. I'm just letting you know right now uh, that if you remember correctly... The representation for both Raphael Bentiker and Dejan Kulosevsky throughout the entire transfer window that they were about to come to us let let us know that they were extremely happy and content with staying where they were and that everything was cordial with the club. And they showed up on our doorstep. So what I would say to you is that despite all the bluster regarding Bastoni, man's coming to talk. Just know.
0: It is really interesting that it feels like a lot of Spurs business for the summer specifically regarding Bastoni, but some other players as well relies on what Inter Milan is going to do going forward, because they're still a club and, and obviously this is all ties into Antonio Conte, but going back to what, Conte leaving them after winning the title last season. um, And they're still kind of going through whatever it is they're going through financially. It seems like still kind of breaking things down, but still trying to keep it, keep it afloat. For the most part, there's rumors that Paula Dybala, Dakota's uh, mm-hmm. sweet, sweet child, sweet, sweet little boy is going there. Um, there's rumors that Skriniar is leaving. Scriniar has been yep. a player that's been linked with Spurs for, 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 for many years. Um, so it is interesting that a lot of different things going on with inter seem to be forgive this but intertwined with what's going on with Spurs.
2: 100%. I think that that's a really relevant point. The other thing that I want to bring up here is that it looks like that Lukaku's still trying to go back there. If Lukaku and Ibala end up going to enter, Lataro Martinez comes to Tottenham, too. Just. So. May-
0: Maybe may and and would that be a player? Look at Shubhan.
2: Shuban absolutely believes every word that I'm saying right now.
0: It's look, I I look. Would Latara Martinez be a player above the ilk of Gabriel Jesus and um Richarlison that that, yes. that fits into that fourth role? I, yes. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Like, but again, all of this is this is why I read four different headlines on jed spence and just say i i don't fucking know and i don't i also don't fucking care this team is like three and a half weeks away from being on the in the preseason already in south korea and that's why i know that spurs fans are already to an extent starting to get a little restless about oh my gosh like you know we've done we've done a couple of free transfers but we haven't even really dipped into this 150 million pound coffer and we need to get moving because we want guys in for the preseason and blah 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 i just like to tell everyone calm down there's still time this is not this is early early days and the transfer business is it's coming just everybody relax maybe even as early as this week we'll see um scott i i let todd has have his last word on on the transfer and he brought up Bastoni. is there anyone else you you need to bring to the table before we kind of move on from the transfer talk and and touch on a few other things before we get out of here?
3: Not really, man. I mean, I think, you know, don't be surprised to see a sign of center back that we maybe aren't super hyped on, which – you know, I know he, there's a lot of legs to it, but I think that Bremer guy from from Torino might be somebody that ends up at the club. You know, I think I think we'll end up signing a big name and then somebody a little lesser known. I think let's let's all make sure we don't. And I'm not talking to you four, just into the void, right? Let's all make sure we don't overreact to to maybe the the lack of star-studded quality that we think is is one of those center backs. But um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a fun time, right? I think the club's got a lot of work to do. I think the club. We learned today you know is gonna have to keep pressing in order to keep the manager happy but i don't think that's anything any of us are surprised to hear either but uh yeah i don't know you you know i love this shit right i think i went through i went through my time of you know maybe getting a little bit too invested in them and then the times where i said fuck transfers i'm, I'm not gonna do anything other than look at somebody holding the shirt and i found myself at a point in time now where i just oh man i love speculating it's a lot of fun so whatever happens. Tottenham will probably underwhelm a little bit, but it's fun to fun to be along for the ride. Right.
0: Well, look, we've managed to speak for almost an hour on transfers, despite my kind of resisting it. So I think that's pretty good. And that's I know that you're not the only one that that believes this. A lot of our listeners want transfer talk. They want the rumors. They want the speculation. And that's what we've given them here today, um, which I think is a good thing. It's yeah, glad, exactly. Glad to glad to scratch that itch for everybody. Um, did you guys want to touch on first of all? Did you want to touch on Hyun and son taking free kicks? Because holy shit, that was really cool. He scoring for, for for South Korea on the free kick was great.
1: Do you know what I found really funny? Was everyone like dog part Harry Brooks and his opinion on it, which is, I found really funny about that. <laughs> it was like, it was just like guy, the guy is just basically he, Harry Brooks. I've he's an English coach, and he's, he's always given. I thought decent opinions, a very oh, formed background as a football coach. But yeah, the man isn't good, but they were just dog piles on the guy. And I'm like, it's just an opinion. That's all it is. I'm hoping, the one thing I do think is that our set pieces from corners are, are a lot better since, you know, since, uh, what do you call it, Sonny's been taking them. And um, I'm hoping that Sonny and if, you know, Sonny and if Erison does come back, they're ahead of Harry Kane. Because you know what, I'm. I'm much. I like battering Arsenal and battering, you know, defenders with free kicks. I'd rather score from them instead. So as long as Harry's in taking them, and someone like Sonny is, yeah, I'm. I'm. i for that.
0: I just thought it's funny that all the all the jokes we've seen over the last few days since Sunny's been scoring bangers for for South Korea about you know how he and Kane are gonna need to have fights next season, and um, obviously. <laughs> Those, I think, I think friendly rivalry between those two, and and obviously the other thing to mention about Sonny is not making the the PFA uh, Team of the Year. Uh, obviously, we're all just kind of shaking our head. We, we know the disrespect shown is all bad. Um, it. I don't know if there's, I don't know if Sonny's what? disliked among other Premier League players or, or or what the deal is. I feel like there may be a little bit of that undertone that 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 doesn't really get recognized a lot, but he's certainly. What you mean,
2: racism?
1: I, no, I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I really
0: don't. Know. I really don't know if it's racing I, I don't. Okay, think what
1: that. is it? I think do you know what? Cristiano Ronaldo's back, and a lot of people have probably just. It's like Ronaldo. How could you not have him as your player, one of the players of the season, on that team?
2: Well, Mane then, like, how does that? That doesn't fucking track either. Yeah. Yeah. Mane, Mane, Mane literally Mane had is, ten more goals than he did. Like, what are we talking about?
1: You know, Mane did very well this season. I think not as well I, as Jungminson. Not nearly as well. I'm, near really terms, I'm just saying that a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not justifying this. I'm Believe me, I am not justifying this. They're probably looking at Ronaldo and saying, they're probably putting Ronaldo in the team ahead of Sonny purely because of what Ronaldo's value is to Man United versus Sonny's value to us, if that makes any sense. And that's what they have based on. And plus of the hero... He won the fucking golden Value the, the side head, the he But I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's right. All I'm saying is, that is what may have been in the heads of these players. But... The football writers, as well, did not give Sunny the credit. I don't think he was even on the was he even on the nominee list.
0: I nope. I got to be honest. I don't really give a shit about the writers. I care more about what his no, peers. I'm, saying, I'm, 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 I'm talking about what I know what you're saying, but I'm yeah. talking about what his peers think about him. And I think there is a weird, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a bias that 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 that, that borders on racism. You yeah, what, what, really what,
2: what spin are we going to put on this?
0: I'm not trying to spit it, Todd. I, I'm look. I'm not. I'm not completely poo pooing what you're saying. Trust me. I, I I think that there is a, I think there's a Spurs bias. Number one, and and I and you guys know me. Harry I'm Kane black... made the
2: shortlist.
0: Well, but Harry Kane also the year before did not make the team the, when these, he was the these... Golden Boot winner and playmaker of the year. So
2: I'm just, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Of course, I'm going to say that there's a Spurs bias. I'm just saying that
0: and, trying, and trying and to pin a tail I'm, on
2: this fucking donkey and anywhere I, other than its ass. It's a waste you. of everyone's time.
0: <laughs> I, I hear you, and I listen. I'm the last person to say that there's a Spurs bias because I don't really care about that shit and I don't really subscribe to it. But it is a little weird with 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 Son and and Kane and how they they're both still somehow super underrated. And I almost, as a Spurs fan, prefer it that way in a weird in a weird way. I almost prefer for them to just go under the radar and just continue to 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 beat people's ass uh, without getting the recognition for it to to a certain extent. But it is. It is weird and i'm i'm all in favor of of guys like sun and kane coming out next year and taking that um taking that to heart and just you know each of them you know scoring 25 goals and uh kicking everybody's ass next season i'm, I'm on board with that
1: i don't know what motivates players like i mean kate and sunny are just incredible players and what needs to motivate them more to do even better but i will say one thing back in euro 96 a lot of the england player team got a lot, a lot of bad where i like press and everything, pre 96. And they just hung those clippings all around them to motivate them. So all I know is an even more motivated and fired up Sonny, I am thanking all those players for doing our for doing Conte's job for him. Because believe me, if he was if he wasn't motivated and fired up before, he'll be even more motivated by so, so thank you for helping us, even inadvertently. Just as Arsenal, when they ran away from us in January, helped us because we kicked their asses, we were able to bring a and um yeah, Diane. Yeah, you know I mean, you're helping us, so thank you for that. So thank you. I, I hear you on that.
0: Uh, before we get out of here, last thing to touch on: uh, new kits released officially. We kind of knew this was coming, but we saw uh, a lot of the beautiful photos and the photo shoots done with the new kit. Um, Scotty, what did you think about the new home kit for Spurs? Are you are you in favor of this one? I know we've had some we had some weird kits from Nike over the last mm-hmm. few seasons. I think last year's was almost the most basic and for me, clean and, and lovely kit that we've had. And this one, I, I'm, I'm kind of on board with this one. I like it. It's, it's, it's got the nice little touch with the, the, the neon highlights on the trim. What did you think?
3: I, I love it, man. I think it's a very clean, simple kit. And I do think that neon touch, it looked kind of weird in the leaks, but they always do. Right. And when it came out, it's, 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 um it's kind of becoming our thing to this and Dakota Dakota's talked about it in our chats. Right. But that, little hint of neon somewhere i think nike did actually like implement into the plan for the next you know x amount of years on our kits but yeah. it's it's a really clean look and and i love it with the shorts man paired with the shorts and the socks it just it looks really it's it's simple it's clean but it's also like it really it really speaks to if that makes any sense or it's um and it reminds me kind of of <clears throat> really reminds me of how well Real Madrid does a white kit, you know, it, it doesn't look like Real Madrid's kit. But what I mean by that is the way that they make such a simple kit, you know, so elegant, it kind of reminds me of that. So, yeah, it's a good kit. Um, I'm eager to see what happens with the away kit because I'm not <laughs> convinced a... at that fucking thing that, that, that Dakota says it is. I love you, Dak, but good God, if that's our kit, I'll maybe I'm going to just support Dynamo.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot of rumors about the away kit. Though. Holy <laughs> shit. We'll have to figure out when that happens. Uh, Todd, you're a big kit guy. What did you think of the newest home kit? Are you, are you I fucking fan?
2: hate it, and I've talked about it on numerous occasions. I hate that Boo. the the neck. I hate the neck. I didn't like it on the green kit uh, from a couple of years ago. Um, I, I just that neck is not flattering on regular looking people. Uh, these are facts. One of the reasons why I mm. like the um, the third kit this year, the purple one. One of the reasons why I like the home kit this year Fair. is because of the way that they cut the neck. Um, so the other thing is, is if you're going to rib the neck like that, leave the sleeves open, but of course not you rib the neck and you rib the sleeves. So unless you're a guy of a certain proportion, you look completely out of whack in that kit.
0: All right, so for Todd, not non-ribbed for his pleasure—is that what God blessed? Right, Some, that's exactly like, what we're going with. Something here. like that, uh, Shuban. You said you, you you told us a story uh, before we we hopped on and started recording uh, about going down to the Spurs shop uh, and and looking for stuff. Did you want to share that with the listeners?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to fill the material. It's very very nice. It's very good material anyway. So, but, um, so whether ribbed or not, I didn't bother to check that bit. So, you well, that, that's my downfall. But what I liked about it is, and from my understanding, is that there's there's a so they're doing this thing where you can have proud written in rainbow letters on the back of the kit. And they also, and if you don't, but you, well, you can, but are those are those only letters they're doing on in, 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 the, in the rainbow colors, but you can have rainbow numbers, which I think is really nice. And I don't know if we're the first club to do this. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping, but do you know what? I'm hoping we're not the only club to do this. If that makes sense. Sorry. Sure. And um look, we all know what, what guitar, yeah with their lgbtq stances so it's and we've seen that in places like hungary as well so do you know what anything we can do is stick two fingers up to that you yeah, know i'm british i use two fingers rather than the one oh, I, know that came across. I know that came across i'm so sorry
0: cheers cheers to you i guess that's 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 i'm I'm proud of you for that that's great we're gonna we're gonna leave all that in because uh there's no use editing that away i love it yeah Uh, and let me just
3: jump in on that quick too i think you know i i i uh i'll give a shout out to proud lily whites and and you know the the proud champions initiative that they do and y'all know obviously that i liaison between the podcast and and the proud lily whites and uh you know what what they're doing right now is pretty incredible so pay attention to it and you know if you're an ally out there and you want to be you want it to be known that you're an ally and you're a safe space go buy a kit and throw that throw proud 22 on the back of it and in the rainbow letters right it's a really cool deal so thank you for bringing that up you
0: Hell yes. I love all of that. We've seen, we've seen that movement across sports a lot. We've seen, we're seeing it in major league baseball right now. A lot of teams wearing the, you know, the, the rainbow caps and, uh, th- that kind of thing. I think the, Do- I believe I read the Dodgers and giants both wore rainbow caps. They were the first, uh, major league game to have both teams wearing, uh, rainbow logos on their caps, uh, for for this pride month which is really cool so um love all of that and and happy pride out there to everyone uh who is celebrating uh that's going to do for us this week guys we're going to be recording a little bit early this for for next week's pod Um, so i want to put feelers out for for folks uh we're going to do we're going to talk about the the premier league fixtures which are coming out this week um they'll be out on thursday and so we'll, we'll, we'll be able to look a little look ahead a little to the Premier League season and, and kind of where things line up for Spurs. Uh, but we're also going to do a little bit of a mailbag. So anybody who wants to get in questions for any of us about uh, Spurs stuff, uh, I guess we could talk a little bit more transfers if anything breaks over the next few days. Um, but also non Spurs stuff. If you just want to know you know, if you, if you guys really want my review of the new Jurassic world movie, which I saw last night, I'll give it to you Thursday. If, if there's enough, uh, clamor for that. I don't think anyone really cares what I think, but, uh, if you do, we can talk about that kind of bullshit, uh, and whatever else. So Spurs stuff, non Spurs stuff, toss it in the mailbag, hit us up at Tottenham Depot on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. uh, find us in all those spots. And, uh, until then, uh, we will, like I said, we'll be recording that one on Thursday and it'll, it'll come out Sunday. So, um, hit us up ahead of thursday if you want to get your question uh answered on the air uh in the meantime you can follow scott at dsm spurs you can follow shuban at the real shuban you can follow todd at tc underscore show and you can follow me at a Stetka. and once again leave us a ring and review on your podcast app of, of choice and follow us on the socials at tottenham depot until next week as always come on you spurs
2: thank you so much for stopping by the tottenham depot Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot. And as always, come on you Spurs.